Pastor Chris's podcast. We continue on a series of messages about the basics of the Christian faith. And, and of course, because we are Methodists, we look at it through our own particular tradition of the Christian faith in Methodism. And we've learned so far that the Bible is the Word of God and contains everything necessary and sufficient for our salvation. If you believe that, say amen. And we also learn that the Bible teaches that Jesus saves us from sin when we have faith. If you believe that, say amen. The Bible also teaches that faith without good deeds is dead. If you believe that, say amen. We know this because of what James teaches us. He points it out very clearly. This is from James chapter 2 and verses 14 through 20. I love the way he says this. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you by my faith, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds, is useless. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Apostle James wrote these words to remind Christians that faith in Jesus is not merely an intellectual matter. You can't just say, sure, I believe Jesus died on the cross, and I believe he rose from the grave. I believe that actually happened. That's great. Even the demons in hell believe that. What makes that you any different from them? It's not enough to say that. It's not enough to say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Lord of all the earth. That kind of, the kind of faith that saves is a living faith that changes the way you behave. You know, you can say, I believe that it's safe to fly in an airplane. Easy to say. But until you get on an airplane and fly across the country, you've really exercised your faith. Can you really say that it's true? Or is it just something you believe in your head? Are you willing to put your life on the line based on what you say you believe when it comes to flight? And the kind of faith that Jesus wants from his followers the kind of faith that actually saves us is this. It's when we say Jesus is Lord and then we live as though he is indeed Lord of our lives. And we follow him. And we make him, following him, the most important priority in our life. It's what comes first. And we follow his commands when he, when he asks us to do something, we obey yeah, I believe Jesus is my Lord. If he asked me to do something, when he asked me to do something, 
I do it. That's faith. And the kind of faith that saves is, is when, you, when we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And because we believe that, we believe that we're going to rise too. And so we can live like we have nothing to lose. Because the worst thing that can happen is we lose our life. But if that happens, guess what? We're, we're going to rise. This, there's more than just this life. It is eternity waiting for us. It's easy to say that, but do you live it? Living faith, the kind of faith that saves us, compels us to do good deeds. Amen? Amen. Now, maybe this is a little too elementary, but I think it might be important to review what is a good deed. I say this because oftentimes Christians confuse being good with doing good. They seem like they're the same, but if you don't think about it. But in Methodism, we call one works of piety and the other works of mercy. It's the difference between being good and doing good. A work of piety is being good inwardly through religious devotion. Works of piety are things like praying, fasting, reading your Bible, taking Holy Communion, going to church. These are all good religious devotions that help you be a better person. But you're not primarily doing them for other people. You're doing them for yourself. It might have a trickle-down effect, right? If you go to church regularly and you pray a lot, make you a better person, probably going to help you be good to other people. But you do those things for yourself, not for others. That's works of piety. Works of mercy is a good deed. It's where you're showing mercy to someone else. It's something you do for the betterment of another person or for society as a whole. So reading your Bible or praying is not a good deed. They are definitely good things to do, but they are good things you do for yourself. A good deed is something living faith compels you to do for others. In Methodism, we can further break down the categories into good deeds into, uh, into two categories. Number one is corporal works of mercy which is your concern for the physical needs of other people. The second category would be spiritual works of mercy, which is concerns for the spiritual needs of others. See, people have physical needs, they have spiritual needs. Jesus told a parable in Matthew chapter 25 about sheep and goats. Maybe you recall that. He was like, you know, when, when the Son of Man comes back at the last day, he's going to separate people into Sheeps and goats. Sheep will be on his right hand and goats will be on his left hand. And of course, you go on and read the parable. He talks about how you want to be a sheep. You don't want to be a goat because the sheep are going to inherit eternal life and the, goat, the goats are going to be cast away into eternal you know, damnation. And he tells us why the sheep are rewarded and the goats are punished. 
It's because they have or have not done certain works of mercy. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 and 36, this is what he says. Come, to, come, you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world, and here are the works of mercy. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And we see in that, that parable right there, Jesus is explaining, here are the good deeds taking care of people's physical needs. We get six things from that. Feed the hungry. Give water to the thirsty. Clothe the naked. Shelter the homeless. Visit the sick. Visit the imprisoned. And you can add a seventh to that. Bury the dead. And basically, these are good things you do to help others who are in need. And then there's another important distinction that Jesus always makes when it comes to, when he teaches his followers to do good deeds. He says in Matthew 25, 40, when you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. See, Jesus was always pointing out that this is not a matter of doing good things for people so that they will do th good things for you. It's not a matter of, I'll scratch your back if you'll scratch my back. There's no reward in that, no eternal reward in that. You're supposed to do good things for people who can't do anything for you. Jesus even says in Luke 6.35, he says, Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. And so we see when we're doing good deeds, it's not a, I'll do you a favor if you do me one. It's a doing, it's a sacrificial unselfish giving. It's what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's what we're called to do. To follow in his footsteps. People have physical or corporal needs. But they also have spiritual needs. Of course, it doesn't make much sense to focus on people's spiritual needs without first tending to their physical needs. If someone is starving to death, they don't really care if you want to try to teach them about Jesus. They say they need some food. You give them the food. But once a person's physical needs are attended, it's important to also offer people spiritual food. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20, Jesus commanded his followers, us who believe in him, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So we're, he's talking about going and tending to the spiritual needs of people as well as their physical needs. And that's where the second set of good deeds comes in. 
what we call in the Methodist tradition spiritual works of mercy. And there are seven of those that you could name. Instruct the ignorant. Counsel the doubtful. Admonish the sinners. Bear patiently with those who wrong us. Forgive offenses. Comfort the afflicted. And pray for the living and the dead. Do you see all the ways that the Christian has to do good works? Lots of options. Lots of ways that we can do good. At least 14. But I know you can break it down way further than that. But you get the idea of there's, there's mercy that you're doing for other people. Whether it's taking care of their physical needs or their spiritual needs. This is what we're called to do. When we say we have faith in Christ, we're called to have a living faith that does good. James 2, verse 18 says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds. And so I'd like to close the message today with a challenge. You've already been challenged to pray and to fast, and you've been challenged to read Matthew and Genesis. Those are great things that you do for yourself. I hope when you're doing that, you're not thinking you're doing anything good for me. You're doing that for yourself. But now I challenge you to do something good. If you're not a Christian, first of all, put your faith in Jesus Christ today. Get that squared away. Do that for yourself. Trust Christ to save you, and he will. But then second, if you say you're a Christian, that you have faith in Christ, that he saved you, then show your faith by your good deeds. And here specifically is the challenge. Choose one good deed that you're going to focus on between now and Easter on April the 9th. And we've talked about all of these different options, and I'll go through the list again. Here are some options. Think of how you could focus on one of these things. Feed the hungry. Give water to the thirsty. Clothe the naked. Shelter the homeless. Visit the sick. Visit the imprisoned. Bury the dead. Well, you're probably not going to do a funeral, although some of you might. But have you thought about the fact of what a blessing it is to go to someone's funeral? Maybe even someone you don't know, but to attend their funeral could be a real blessing to their family as you help bury the dead. Instruct the ignorant. I know as we're getting started with our children's program, and Melissa's doing a wonderful job ramping up getting things organized, and she was uh, telling me this week that she's, she's, she's got everything organized and ready to go starting in March. We've got nursery, we've got children's church covered, we've got Wednesday nights covered. She said, the one thing that I'm missing is Sunday school teachers. And we're called to instruct <laughs> the ignorant. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's Kids got to learn, right? Somebody's got to teach them about Jesus. 
but we don't have enough Sunday school teachers to teach kids. Maybe that's something God's calling you and laying on your heart to focus on. Counsel those in doubt. Admonish the sinners. Bear patiently with those who wrong us. Forgive offenses. Do you have someone that you need to forgive? Comfort the afflicted. Pray for people. Choose one thing. Focus on that. Intentionally. Over the next, what is it? Six weeks? Between now and Easter. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us unconditionally. You've done so much good for us. You have changed our world. We would not be the people that we were, are today if it had not been for what you did on the cross 2,000 years ago. I would not be the person that I am today if you had not done that for me. And I know that every person that's in this room today that's joining us online, would not be who they are today if it had not been for your sacrificial giving. Not because we deserved it, but because you love us. Lord, help us to put our faith in you. A faith that makes our feet move. A faith that makes our hands and our hearts open up to be your hands to the world. Help us, O oh Lord, to be your people of faith. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray.